Okay. Good morning, Raboisai. In case you were wondering what's going on, why am I back at home? So, yesterday I explained it, but Gershon went back to the Bismedrish. The uh, YouTube, I don't think, went very well. It recorded some of it, so he went back to the Bismedrish and he was able to get a Zoom recording. But it's missing the first few minutes, I think. So I'll just explain real quickly. My son has a classmate that, had, that came back with a positive uh, test for COVID-19. So his whole class had to go home and they're in quarantine. Legally, I could go and say sure and whatever. I didn't feel that it was the proper thing to do. I want to take that extra precaution. So I'm staying home as well and not giving shiurim. So that's why I'm home. Yesterday, I said a little bit of a pshat. A lot of you guys weren't on and it's not on YouTube. So I'm just going to repeat it and I'm going to add to it. The first day when I got back here to, when we had to leave the base Medrash, unfortunately, on Shabbos Daf Yud Beis, so I was a little depressed because, you know, we were going with such momentum. We started Brachas and we had between 80 to 110 people or more in the base Medrash every day. And everybody was going, it was unbelievable. We had a siyum on Masechus Brachas and people flew in from America for the siyum. It was unbelievable. And 10 days, 10, 11 days later, everything was shut down. And I, I, I was worried that this momentum is going to get lost. And in fact, what happened was we found out about this thing called Zoom and there's about 150 people per day on Zoom and it was amazing. Everything is great. But what I realized yesterday is that I made a mistake in my calculation. And it's a site for life, really. So I was thinking to myself then, that wow, what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do to us? It's unbelievable. He stopped us. It, we're going, we have all this momentum, and He stopped us short. And what I realized yesterday, what a mistake. It's the exact opposite. Why? Maybe what should have happened is that we, He should have stopped us two months before that. And you know what would have happened? All this excitement about Daf Yoimi, Daf Yoimi, and the, the, the Siyam Shas. Imagine if COVID hit us two months earlier, just two months earlier, there would be no Siyam Shas, there would be nothing. No Met Life, no Siyam in Chicago, no Siyam in Eretz Yisrael, zero. Hundreds of thousands of people with all this excitement. So all these tens of thousands of people that were added to Daf Yoimi because of the excitement is because it was delayed by two months. So here I am, I'm complaining, why did you stop us? The exact opposite. He let us go for two months. Those two months they let us go is amazing. I hear stories like that all over. Like there's this a big veer in, uh, I forgot his name, Donner. Maybe Donner, you guys from uh, Gates said you'll tell me. From, he was Nifter, and Rebchaim Kanievsky, he was Nifter on Purim or something. He gave a lot of money, like a million dollars a duck at that Purim, and then he was Nifter. He got killed in a car crash. Rebchaim Kanievsky sent a Shliach, and I heard this from the Shliach himself. Rebliyo, what's his name? Uh, whatever, his Gabe over there said, the Reb Chaim Kanevsky sent him to tell the Mishpacha that he should have been Nifter really 10 years earlier and that he had some sort of, and the wife said, yeah, you know what, he was, he was in a car accident exactly 10 years before and he got out of it. What, one of these things. That, it depends how you look at it. Like, wow, look what happened. We, we got shut down. No, we got shut down. It was a chesed that we got shut down two months later. Otherwise, all this. One more Nakuda that I want to say, because we are in this uh, environment here, instead of emails maybe. 
is that I realized also yesterday I was thinking about it. What is the number one thing about COVID? What, what did it do to us? In my opinion, it took away our achdos. When we congregate in shul, and after shul we all shmooze and get together, or we congregate at a wedding, we congregate on a bus, we're, it took away our achdos. Unfortunately, people were being nifter in the hospital alone. That loneliness, not being with family, doing the seder by yourself. It's all about the exact opposite of achdos. And I feel that this year especially, we have such an achdos, we have people from Crown Heights, Chabad, we have Litvaks, Misnagdim from, from, from Ramah Bet Shemesh, we have Hasidim in Borough Park, and, and modern Orthodox people from Moreshet, and the, and the top of the thing, Kippas Rugaz, and, and Velvet Yamakos, and, and, and uh, Bieber Hits, and Strimals, and it all. We have Tamid Chachamim, we have a bunch of Magid Shiurim in our Shir itself, in the Bismarck itself, people with beards, Kyle guys, the whole gamut. So, I'm going to say this, I'm asking, I don't know, if everybody, we all know one person, probably most of us know one person that we don't speak to, we're not on good terms with them, we're in a fight, we're in a machlaikas, if we fight, look at this, we fight fire with fire, COVID is here, to take away the achdos, and if we go out of our way, we go out of our comfort zone, and we make that one phone call, right after sheer, one phone call to that one person that we're not 100% with, that's how we're going to break this COVID. And I could get out of my house, and we could go back to the base Medrash, and be there together, and learn Torah, Bahava. We're holding Daf Kofiyot Dalid, Daf Kid. The bottom of the last, last words of Daf Kofiyot Gimel Om we're going to have a nice, easy sugya, and then it would, like more of a gadata, and then we're going to go into an interesting sugya about Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Says the Gemara, how do we know this concept that Baruch Hu appreciates when we change our clothing? Because we just came back from this beautiful pasuk, that on Shabbos, you're not supposed to wear the same clothing you wear on the weekday. You're not supposed to talk the same way. As Taisus says over here, you shouldn't even talk, period. You should really lessen the amount of words that come out of your mouth on Shabbos. Etc. So going back to that idea that your clothing should be different on Shabbos. I mean, I only shouldn't be God in How do you know this concept? Because Baruch appreciates you change a good change of clothing. So we're talking about the Yitzhah Sadashan. You take out the, the ashes every so often with the Migdosh. So when he takes it out, obviously he's going to become dirty from it. So he wears lesser clothes. And then when he goes, then he does a switch of clothing. Clothing that you just made a kuga with and you stink from fried onions. You don't go and you serve your Rebbe a, a drink. So, when it comes to the Beis HaMikdash, you just... Eitan, it's not that funny, come on. So when you just finished, you just finished, <laughs> you just finished taking out the Yitzhah Sadashen, you just made a kogel, you don't go back into the Beis HaMikdash and be makrav a carbon, that's like to be, to serve HaKosh Baruch Hu, put something on the Mizbeach. 
You probably remember this Gemara from Brachas. You shouldn't walk out into the Shuk with shoes that have a patch. But he did go out with a patch. Yeah. They're pointing out that you finished at the two dots last night. Hmm, which that one? Would be five, that would be five lines of Gemara that you skipped. Oh, really? That's what they're saying. I wasn't there. Let me think if they are right. No, they are wrong. I 100% said it. Don't listen to them. I'll prove it to them. We, we, we learned about Tachas Kvaidai, a three-way machlaikis. Uh, a three-way machlaikis. Two agree with each other, just they came, they arrived to the conclusion from different ways. Reboisa, you weren't paying attention, it's all at the end. You were, of course we learned it. Baiter. You know what, go back to the videotape. Now they're not going to prove it from the video because the video is probably cut off. No, we learned it. Whoever wants to listen to it afterwards, I have no problem saying it, repeating it later. But no, I'm, the shail is on you. How come you weren't on to say whether or not we learned it. Ooh, Shabbos. <laughs> Here, Dr. I forgot his last name. Uh, Aber, uh, Aberman, something like that. Dr. Aberman. Did we learn it last night? Here, he's on. He'll tell you. Mati. Remember, I'll, I'll prove it to you. We learned that the, that the 180,000 soldiers of Sancheir died, according to Rabbi Yechanan. They disintegrated like a laser beam, I said. The laser went through their clothing. They became ashes and the clothing remained. 100% I learned it. And then I said, how do you say madim uh, in English? And Yeshua said, uniform. That is, that's the sugya. Okay, great. Says the Gemara. Omer The Isser is one... Oh, we have a picture here. By the way, Rabbi Isai, no email. We can't go without an email. Here's a picture of Moshe Apter who's on today, and he's on every single day. He's one of those boys together with Yoel Bergman, who hasn't sent me a picture in a long time away. I see Yoel Bergman on there. It says like this, Moshe loves learning because of you. And here he is, barbecuing, grilling in Montreal, Canada, every single day. You guys know him? Uh, here. So, if the shoe has a double these, one and two, that's a problem. One of them, uh, you go in the, in, the, in the shook like this with one, you're good. By the way, if you remember, we had in Brachas, I'll remind you real quickly, that the Gemara over there makes two distinctions. Whether the patch is on the bottom, on the top, or whether it's the winter, very good, Ellie. In the winter, in the summer, there's mud, not mud, okay. Very famous Gemara. Who has a stain, some oil on his clothing. It's an amazing concept. Rashi says, this is not covered at Torah. People are going to look at him and say, what? This is what a Tamil Chacham looks like. My haters love death. I'll take your misanai, Ella masniai. An amazing concept. A person that's a Tamil Chacham has to carry himself in a different way. 
they immediately start pointing, look, look, here's the guy, the guy, the rabbi did this, the rabbi did that. So if he has stains on his clothing, he has dandruff coming down his shoulders, whatever, you know, he looks like a shlump, his thing is up like this. Nobody's going to want to learn Torah. They said, this is a Tamad Chacham. This, he's going to make people hate Torah. I'm thinking now, I'm sitting over here, and there's a guy, I saw him a second ago, I don't know where he's on the screen, he knows who he is. So one day I stood up, now you have these famous stories that people were doing these Zoom meetings, and they stood up and they forgot that they weren't wearing pants, and everybody in the Zoom, so they're just wearing a nice shirt. I stood up once, and uh, I guess my shirt wasn't tucked in, and this guy wrote me, I saw him on before, he's on, he's on the screen somewhere. This guy wrote me a whole long email, it's not Bakovedik, you write that nobody sees, but how does the Tamil Chacham, da 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 See, he made a whole, whole thing out of it. Maybe based on this Gemara. I'm not a Talmud Chacham, but he said, okay, people are learning Torah and they shouldn't, they shouldn't see your, your shirt untucked. I hear, fine, today I was mocked, I went to the mirror three times to make sure everything is perfect, just in case I stand up by mistake. Okay, but the point is that people are going to point, and I don't want to learn Torah from this guy. Look at, look at this grease guy. Mom, it's all greasy and everything. I don't want it. Rabbin Omar, the Rabbin Hanal says, if you look at the top lines over here, he says, people are going to be worried to get dirty from him. They're going to stay away from him to learn Torah. Interesting pshat. Rabbin Omar, Rivadid Mar, says Rashi, we're talking about Shikva Zera here. We're not talking about a state, a regular state. Viloy Pligi, but there's no machlaik. It's Hobiglima, Hobilavusha. This is the outer clothing, and you have your undershirt. The outer one that everybody sees is a regular stain. The inner one, Perhaps somebody can take a peek there if your shirt is slightly open and I'll see a shikh vazera. Oh, that's really bad. My, my servant, Yishayo, went naked and barefoot. What? Literally naked? Doesn't, it does, that doesn't make sense. Kishbogu told Yishayo to go for three years like this. But not naked, naked. It means that he should go with ripped clothing, and shoes that have patches. Exactly what we were saying that you shouldn't do. HaKadosh told him, I want you to walk around like that. Tanan Hossam, Revival. I had a guy, there was a, a big Tamad Chacham in Chaim Berlin, a big Eloi. He later on opened up Yeshiva. I don't want to mention his name because of the story. He used to give us Chaburas. He literally had like paper towels and tissues coming out of his clothing over here. I saw this guy, he was Davin Shmonasi, with my own eyes I saw this. He's Davin Shmonasi, he's smacking Mil Shmonasi, he turned around, went to the Svarim Shrank, to the bookcase, and pulled out a safer and started learning like he forgot he's a Mil Shmonasi. These kind of people. It says you have, to, you have to look proper, you can't have paper towels coming out of here and this and that. Who's going to want to learn? We love learning from him, but you got to be careful. Not awesome. Revive Alam we're talking about chatzitza, when it comes to the mikvah, and the, the concept is, if something is, that you are makbed, you care about, you don't like it, if you have a stain on your clothing, you send it to the cleaners to be clean, that means you're makbed. You're willing to spend that money to get it clean. So if you have a, a stain on the saddle cloth of your donkey, your horse, chaitzitz. I care, I, look, it's like a car, in those days it's a car. I don't want my car, I don't want a dent in my car. I right away go to the shop and I have it painted again. I don't want the I don't want a stain on my on my saddle cloth. What is that, Gary? Shkoyach Gary. Thanks for being up last night. 
You need at least the size of Isra Talki, whatever the size is, let's say this size. Not Stama. Ah. Oh, oh. That's, that's Nachman Seltzer in the base Medrash, and he's telling me we skipped something. Where are we? Why, why is he saying that? Let's see. Um, no, I didn't skip anything. Sorry. My benoy, you're up to my benoy. No, no, that, that's later. Nachman, that's much later. My benoy. I'm way before that. I wish I was there. No, we're Tnan Hossam. Revavam Redea Choytzitz. I'm holding Tnan Hossam. Rishim Yalil Oimer. At Kisar Italki. It's okay. Valab Godim Mitzad Echod Enoi Choytzitz. Mishnei Zdodim Choytzitz. So if the stain is on the, on the surface of the Beged, I don't care that much. So it doesn't cause a Chatzitza for Tvila. But if it's on both sides, it goes through and through the stain, then I care about it, then it's a chatzitza. Rabbi Yudha Oimer Mishum Rabbi Shmuel. Oh, and now there's a machloikis what Rabbi Shmuel said. Rabbi Huda says in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, Af mitzad echot chaitzitz. Even on one side of a clothing, that's considered a chatzitza. So according to Rabbi Shmuel that says one side is chaitzitz, what about the saddlecloth? Do I need that the saddlecloth should also go through and through? Or, like Rabbi Shmuel said, one side is enough. I don't know exactly, but I heard something similar. It's not Rabbi Oh, Nachman, I got to Banoim here. See? I'm just going to tell you this, the secret here. I'm going to ruin the, the, the punchline. Banoim means according to Wamshat. So if we learn like that, Rabbi Yaisi Oimer and Rabbi Yaisi is saying Ipshad Rabbi Shmuel. We have to say that, that that's how what Rashi learns. Otherwise, this sugi doesn't make any sense. What are we proving? We're proving that Rabbi Shmuel, according to Rabbi Yaisi at least, holds, Shel Banoim, if you're Tamat Chacham, you have to be careful how you look. You have to look proper. Mitzadechot, the stain is only on, one, on the surface. Vishel Bur and Ama Aretz, Mishneid Zdadim, has to go through and through. So the saddle, the saddle cloth shouldn't be more, more chashuv than the clothing of an Amaretz. And the clothing of an Amaretz needs to go through and through. So to a saddle cloth has to go through and through. It cannot be that a saddle cloth has a chatzitz if it only has a surface state. My banoi. Amazing. What's a, what's a banner? What's a builder? Who's a builder? A builder is a Tamad Chacham. Right? We say it every day in Eretz Yisrael, in Pitam Akhtaris. The Tamad Chachamim are not your sons, they're the builders. What are they, what are they building? They're building the world. Without them, there's no world. So that's why they called Banayim. In other words, so again, so you see this idea that a Tamad Chacham should revive a big doy, you have to be very careful. Even a surface stain is not appropriate. We're not talking about chatzitza here. We're talking about how he has to present himself to the tzibur so that the tzibur should come to him. They shouldn't say, oh, this guy's gross. There's boogers all over his clothing. I don't want to learn tire from him. For 
first uh, parak, every kid in Cheder learns, Elam right? You have to have a simon. If you lose something and you want to retrieve it, you have to give the guy a simon. Oh, it looked like this, like this. Tam Chacham doesn't have to. Tam Chacham says, look, I don't know exactly a simon. I can't tell you it had a scratch here or there. I'm just telling you, I understand these things. Boom, that's mine. He has a tefiyah sign. has a good look. But not every Tamil Chacham. That Ilui from Chaim Berlin, for instance, not necessarily does he recognize things. Because he doesn't recognize that he has paper towels coming out of his pockets. So how is he going to recognize the thing? He's makbit, like, you know, people sometimes wear their socks inside out, they have the seam. No, he, he doesn't wear his clothing inside out, or like there's a bachar in yeshiva, I'm not kidding, there's a guy in yeshiva, Ilui, he walked into shachars with his tefillin box on. The tefillin were still in the box, and he walks in, like, rabbi, he's like a real Ilui, his head was in a different world. So these guys, they, I don't know if they have tefillin sign or not, they don't know if the box is in, the box is out, the seams are in out, they wear the clothing upside down, so therefore, they don't have a tefillah Who is the Talmud Chacham that could be the, the leader of the community? You could ask him anywhere. He knows the answer. Even in the Masechta Kala, Rashi says, it's one of these Masechtas nobody learns. Or Rashi, Tosis brings another Rashi, that it's a very easy Masechta. The point is, that it's one of these Masechtas that the, nobody, there's no Svarima, nobody reads it, nobody, it's not even part of Dafayami really. Masechta Skala. I'm thinking like, in our generation, or in our days, the, the person that, that comes to mind for me is the Chazanish. Chazanish wrote Svarim, deep Svarim, lumdish things, beautiful Torah, on every single part of the Torah. Including Kiddush HaChodesh, on Masechtas Kalim, on Masechtas Kal, everything, everything, on Emunah and Bitachan, on every area in the world, entire he wrote. So that's the Tamad Chacham, that wherever you ask him, he knows. And not, not to take away from other Tamad Chachamim, I'm just saying that he wrote the Svarim on every single area. Right, the whole Dateline fiasco that they had in Japan, everything, in all areas, he was, he was fluent in. And wrote on. That the city has to support him. That person that leaves his business and deals with I was getting all excited when I was reading this. I said, Oh, the island should support me now because I left my business. But it says like this All you get out of this is a lousy piece of bread. The, the beer, basic necessity. So I'm Michael Toivus. Don't give me that. The bread. So now he's going back, sort of, and he's saying, What's the Tamil Chacham? One that you ask Allah in every place, and he knows how to answer. To make him the leader on the community. If he like learned Shas, but all he's fluent in is one Mesechta. Basre. Then he should be in charge of his one community. That's it. That one little place. But if he knows everywhere, then he could go and he could learn 
He could be the leader of the Rish Masifta of everybody. So, before we said, what's the pshat in the word Banoim? Banoim is Tamid Chachamim. Now the Gemara has a new pshat. Rishim ben Lakish Omar. Rish Lakish says, Elu Kalim Holyorim Haboim Mimedina Sayam. These are the fancy robes. You know, you go to the, what is it called over there? Oh, it's been a while. Um, no, not the Hilton. The one, the one in uh, Yerushalayim. The Waldorf. You go to Waldorf. Go to the Waldorf. They give you a nice robe from Chutzlaret. They ship it in. So these are Kalim Yarm. These are like towels. These fancy robe towel thingies. That's what Benoim is. So if that has a stain, oh, you, you can't put it up in the Waldorf. It has a little stain. These are for for the VIP. Here I skipped. So just to test the Nachman out. So if it has a stain that you're so makbid on, obviously it's white. It can't be. Rabbi said, do me a favor, because when I was learning this, I was going crazy. I remember learning just recently, in the last few weeks, a similar sugya, and I cannot figure out where, maybe I'm dreaming, but I remember learning, and even saying a shir about it, that there was... Somebody that was careful how he was buried, because he was concerned that when he wakes up, he's going to look a certain way. I don't know, I don't think it was this Gemara, it was something else, and I can't figure it out. Back to that memory thing. But anyway, if you remember, please let me know, send me an email or something. My tachrichim should not be white, not black I'm concerned that maybe they won't put, him, put me in Gan Eden and I'm going to be all, I won't fit in. I'm going to be embarrassed. Everybody's in black. They're all burnt to a crisp and I'm, I'm wearing my white clothing. Don't put me in black. Maybe I'll be like an oval. I will go to, to, to Gan Eden and I won't, fit, there, I won't fit, fit in either. I was once in the old city, uh, I think it was like Roshanayim Kippur time. Roshan, I went in with my brother-in-law. We were looking for a place to daven. We walked in. There was a shul where everybody was wearing a white strimal. White strimal. I don't know if you've ever seen that in your life. White strimal, white bekecha, white shoes, and a white gartel. The entire shul. The whole place. And we were wearing our black suits. Literally like this. It's like one of these Makubo places. I'm sure you guys know what it is somewhere. <clears throat> You're going to walk in, they're all wearing white, and you're going to look like a fool. I don't want white, I don't want black, I need a liorim. So what's a liorim? If it's not white, I don't want black. It's red. Obviously, the only other color is red. So what are you telling me? You're telling me that, according to Rishlakish, these towels are white. Otherwise, how are you going to see the stain? Now, if they're red, how are you going to see the stain? It's a problem. Like I asked you, Hobiglimi, Hobilavushe. is talking about the upper clothing. So the upper one put me in red, he says. Hobilavushe, but the Rishlakish is talking about a lower level, undershirt, tzitzis. That has to be white. <coughs> okay, so now we're going to the sugya of Rim Kippur and Shabbos. <coughs> So in the Mishnah we had, 
that according to Bishmal, goes like this. You're allowed to make a bed on Yom Kippur, even though the following day, Sunday, is Shabbos. Now that only happened then. Today, it never happens. Yom Kippur never falls out on a Sunday, never falls out on a Friday. Okay, but in the time of the Mishnah, it fell out on a Friday, it fell out on a Sunday. So that Machlech is Rebekiva comes along and says, no. Shabbos and Yom Kippur are, have the same Gdusha, and therefore, you're not going to prepare from Shabbos to Yom Kippur. Okay. So we have this Pasuk, a beautiful Pasuk. Everybody's familiar with the Pasuk. Oilas Shabbos B'Shabbatoi. You bring the carbon oil when on Shabbos. So why does it say B'Shabbatoi? So B'Shabbatoi actually serves two things. It's a ribuy and a miut. A ribuy, miut, a ribuy, inclusion, any Shabbos. But then it says B'Shabbatoi, only on that Shabbos. The vav is a miut. You see what's going on here? The red is a ribuy, the green is a miut. So what do we do? Says the Gemara, if you have leftover chalavim, parts of the animal that have to be brought on the Mizbeach from Shabbos, I could bring them onto the Mizbeach on Sunday, even though Sunday is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is also called Shabbos. Now, it cannot be that what the Torah is saying, bring it next Shabbos, <laughs> that's seven days from now. I can't bring a carbon that I shafted today seven days from now. That's nicer. No carbon can last more than two days. So it must be that's talking about the next Shabbos, which is one day from now, which is Yom Kippur. Maybe the verse is also true. What if Shabbos, what if Yom Kippur is on Friday, and you have leftover carbon from Yom Kippur, I want to put on the Mizbech on Shabbos. So I have a Reboi B'Shabbos to tell me that I could go from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. From Shabbos to Yom Kippur, sorry, from Shabbos to Yom Kippur. I could burn the Chalavim on Sunday. That I learned from this word B'Shabbatoi, B'Shabbos, meaning Yom Kippur. But the I, the Vav, tells me that you cannot go the opposite. I cannot bring Yom Kippur on Shabbos, B'Shabbatoi, only in that day alone. Dear Rabbi Shmuel, he goes a step way down. We all know that Shabbos has more Gdusha than Yantav. So he's telling you that the Pazik says that you could be makriv, whatever is left over from Shabbos, put on the Mizbeach on Yantav. Because according to Rebekah, Yom Kippur and Shabbos have the same Gdusha. So I cannot take a carbon from Shabbos and put it on the next day, on the following day, on Yom Kippur, on the Mizbech. It doesn't work. What I could do is take Shabbos and put it on the Mizbech on Yantav, the following day Yantav. And I'll prove it to you. Not prove it, but it fits right into another Machlaikis. Machlaikis is, what if a person just donated a carbon on his own? He said, I want to bring this nice oila to the Mizbech. Could I be makrivet on Shabbos? On Yantav, what do I do? Says the Gemara, I could be makrivid on Yantav. Now, this is not a carbon that you have to bring. It's not obligatory. So why, why are you being makrivid on Yantav? Because the guy decided to bring it. So therefore, I can make a great Kavachimer. A carbon that I had to bring on Shabbos and I have left over. If... Start the opposite. If there's a carbon I don't have to bring on Yantav, just 
Ruvain Schwartz decided to bring a carbon. I'm allowed to bring it on the Mizbech on Yantav. I'm allowed to be Mechal Yantav. Do shchita, do all the things that maybe I shouldn't be doing, but you're allowed to do it. So certainly a carbon that Kosh Baruch said to bring on Shabbos and it's left over, certainly I can put it on the Mizbech on Yantav. So then what is the Torah telling us not to do? Don't bring something that was on Shabbos on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is different. That's good according to Rabbi Shmuel. But according to Rabbi Kiva, but according to Rabbi Kiva, it doesn't even begin. I cannot. I don't have a kavachaymer because I cannot bring Reuven Schwartz's carbon on Yantif. So therefore, I need the pasuk to say that I could go from Shabbos to Yantif. Today is the Afkufi Dalaram Bay, sponsored by Rib Fischl from Official Catering. Kavina Bebavel, Have Amri. When I was in Bavel, they used to say, So also, we had in the beginning of the Mesafta, remember, they used to blow the shofar to remind people to come out of the fields and stop doing melacha on Erev Shabbos. So on Yom Kippur, which falls out on a Friday, why? Because Yom Kippur and Shabbos have the same Gdusha. We're going with that Manda Omar that says Yom Kippur and Shabbos are the same. You only let people know that, hey, we're about to go into another, we've got to step it up. You have to stop the Malacha. But if Yom Kippur fell out on Friday, you're already not doing Malacha. So what's the point of blowing a shofar? You're not going to do anything on Shabbos that you didn't do, that you weren't careful on, on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you have to be careful just as much as you're careful on Shabbos. They wouldn't blow the shayfar. So, on Motzei Shabbos, they didn't do Havdalah. Why? Because there's nothing to do Havdalah because we're going right in to, to Yom Kippur. From Motzei Shabbos, Yom Kippur is on Sunday. I'm not going to do Havdalah because I'm not going from Kaitish to anything. You only do Havdalah, as we're going to see soon. From Shmatzi Shabbos into Yantif. From Kedusha Chamura to Kedusha Kala. I thought that nobody's going to argue on this, he says. However, who's this? Reb right? Oh, Reb I thought nobody argues on this. However, when I got to Eretz Yisrael, I met someone that said, This only goes according to Reb Kiva. Reb Kiva is of the opinion that Shabbos and Yom Kippur are equal in stature, in Chumrah, and therefore you don't make Abdallah, therefore you don't blow the Shofar. The Rabbi Shmuel, but according to Rabbi Shmuel, that there's a difference between Yom Kippur and Shabbos, and I could take the Shabbos Chalavim from the carbon and put it on the Mizbech on Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur is less than Shabbos. Kivin Domer Chelvi Shabbos Kravim B'Yom Kippurim Litka. You have to blow the Shofar. Ki heiche de lehevi yadei de chelvi Shabbos Kravim B'Yom Kippurim. What's going on here? You have Yom Kippur on Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, you have Yom Kippur on Friday. I want you to blow the shofar when Yom Kippur is about to go out to let people know, listen to this Rabbi son. to let people know that if it was the reverse, if Shabbos came before Yom Kippur, which means next year, not today, because today Yom Kippur is before Yom Shabbos. So I don't have the, 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 the issue anyways. The issue is only if Shabbos comes before Yom Kippur. But this year, Yom Kippur came before Shabbos. So why am I blowing the shofar? To tell people, stop, wait, look. Yom Kippur doesn't have the same Gdusha as Shabbos. And therefore, in another situation where Shabbos comes 
before Yom Kippur, you're allowed to put, take the carbon that's left over and put it on Mizbeach. It's very weird. I'm blowing the shoifar to tell people that you should know there's a difference between Shabbos and Yom Kippur. And where is it in Nogeah? What's in Afkimina? Not this year, maybe next year. Okay. And I said, I scream out, Reb says, when I heard this, who are you telling this to? You're not telling it to us, Yisraelim. You're telling it to the special Koyhanim that work in the Beis Hamikdash. Those Koyhanim know what they're doing. They never make mistakes. You don't have to warn them. You have to blow a shaver for them. That's not true. But Nan and Rashi brings that they used to blow the shaver 21 times in the Beis Hamikdash every day. And on every Shabbos, on Friday, they blew it another six times. Shalish they would tell people, why would they blow it in the Beis HaMikdash? Obviously, because the Kohanim, they didn't want the Kohanim to, to, to do Melacha on Shabbos. They had to warn them, hey, it's Friday, stop doing what you're doing. So you see, the Kohanim are not Zerizim. Says the Gemara, so Rashi says a whole Maiseh here, that Hilni al-Malka, she donated a golden menorah. And they put it high up in the Beis HaMikdash. And when the sun started to come up, it would hit the Menorah, and it would sparkle, and then people knew to say Kriyashma. Right by the nights. So the Gemara over there asks, it's not true, Koyhanim said Kriyashma way before, because they had to do all their Kurbanas. So the Gemara says, oh, on that, it wasn't for the Koyhanim, it was for everybody else. In other words, Koyhanim is Rizimim. Koyhanim don't make mistakes. Koyhanim don't need to be reminded, oh, it's almost nets. You have to say Kriyashma. Or, we're going to blow the Shoifar so you know that Yom Kippur is, is less Chashev than Shabbos. It wasn't for the Koyhanim. Koyhanim is Rizim. We blow the Shoifar. Yes, it was in the Beis Hamikdash. Yes. But it was for other people to know that it's almost Shabbos. And they have to stop doing melacha. Says the Gemara, Velitka, Keheche Deladi, Deshoi Beknivas Yorok. Oh, told you every day in the Fiyaymi we learn new halachas that we never knew about before. There's a concept called Knivas Yorok, and that is to remove the spoiled leaves from the vegetables. You're not allowed to do that on Shabbos, but Yom Kippur you're allowed to. Why are you allowed to? As the Gemara is going to say, all the way at the end of the sugya, that people should suffer. What's the whole point of, of Yom Kippur? We're fasting. We're fasting to have inu nefesh. So, what are you telling me? Don't, don't take off uh, leaves from the vegetables because it's really for Matzah Yom Kippur. No, I want you to think about food that's going to increase your pain and suffering. That's beautiful. Inu nefesh. Go into the kitchen, go cook, smell all the, the fragrances and suffer. So says the Gemara, you should blow the shoifer to tell people, look, there's a difference between Yom Kippur and Shabbos. On Shabbos, this melach is aser. On Yom Kippur, it's motor. From Mincha, meaning from Mincha Ketana, says the Mishnah Yosef. Now, think about it. I'm on Yom Kippur. When, when is Shabbos? Motzei Yom Kippur. So what am I doing with these vegetables? Nothing. I can't cook on Shabbos. 
Once Yom Kippur comes out, I can't do anything with these vegetables. It's Shabbos already. So why am I belonging to Shoifer? To tell me that next year there's a difference. Next year, Yom Kippur, I'm allowed to do it. This year I can't do it. I can't do Kniva Sirakos because I have nothing to do with these, with these vegetables. Just, just to, to, to make food on Yom Kippur to get me hungry is not the point here. It's for me to cook a Matzah Yom Kippur. But I can't cook a Matzah Yom Kippur because Matzah Yom Kippur happens to be Shabbos. So it's for next year. Says the Gemara, Omarav Yosef, Doichin Shvus Lahatir. And the Gemara remains with this tarot. It's a very powerful tarot. I don't blow a shoifer. Shoifer is a problem on Shabbos. I'm not going to blow a shoifer to tell somebody that you're allowed to do something. Hi, Lev. By the way, Lev. It's not Liev, it's Lev. It's spelled L-I-E-V. I thought it's Liev. Sorry. I apologize. Lev, how you doing? So the point is that I cannot blow a shoifer, says Rav Yosef, in order to tell you that something is mutter. I could blow a shoifer to, to, to make sure that you refrain from doing melachas asura, something that's awesome, but not to tell you that you're allowed to cut a vegetable. Rav Yes, to, to peel a vegetable today. I'm going to blow a shoifer to tell you that you can peel a vegetable today because you're going to eat it kroiva tonight. I cannot blow a shoifer today so that I know that in 365 days from now, when it's Yom Kippur again, you should know that you're allowed to peel a vegetable. Kniva Zirakas. Ask the Gemara, Shvus Kroiva Yitiru, did I allow this? Vasnan, Yontav Shechal, Liyos Erev Shabbos, Toikim Veloim Avdilim. Yontav, that falls out on a Friday, I blow the shoifer to differentiate, to tell people, stop. Yontif is today, and I'm allowed to cook on Yontif. I'm allowed to do Eichel Nefesh. According to Taisvis that we had, you're allowed to build a house on Yontif. Baina, if the house falls down, you're allowed to do Megavitz. So I have all these Malachas that on Yontif you're allowed to, but on Shabbos not. i got to blow the shoifer and tell people, hey, be careful. And th- this fits in very well with the Rebbe Yosef. I'm allowed to blow a shoifer to stop people. Veloy Mavdilin. I don't make Avdallah from Yontif to Shabbos, because Shabbos is more Chomer than Yontif. But so Shabbos, if I go from Matzi Shabbos into Yontif, Mavdilin, then I have to make Avdallah because I'm going from a higher Gdusha of Shabbos to a lower Gdusha of Yontif. Veloy Toikin, and I don't blow the Shoifer. Vamai, why don't you blow the Shoifer? Now, when do you blow the Shoifer? Rashi explains, I'll blow the Shoifer after nightfall. In other words, into Yontif. I'm not going to blow the shoifer on Shabbos, be Michal Shabbos, to tell people, oh, Litka, Kiheche, Deladi, Deshari, Bishkitel Alter. I want to tell people, look, you're allowed to shecht an animal right away, right on Motzei, uh, on a Motzei Shabbos going into Yantav. Now, why? The question is, why don't I blow the shoifer after Myriv on, on Shabbos, or after nightfall? Blow the shoifer, let people know. Hey, you could start preparing for Yontif. Oynig Yontif. You let him make food for Yontif. El machvartikin Rav Yosef. Just like Rav Yosef said, I don't do a Isud Rabban on a blowing shoifer in order to tell people what yes to do. I blow a shoifer to warn them not to do. Don't do these malachas that you're doing the whole day on Yontif on Shabbos. That you shouldn't do. Omer Abzeir, Omer Avuno, Vamilo, Omer Abba, Omer Avuno, Yemakipurim Shachali, is Shabbos. Now, what, until now we're discussing Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday or Yom Kippur falls out on a Sunday. But what if Yom Kippur fell, falls out exactly on Shabbos? Are you permitted to do Kniva Sirakas? On Shabbos you're not allowed to peel the vegetables. 
But what about the fact that I'm allowed to peel those vegetables on Yom Kippur, so perhaps I'm allowed to peel those vegetables on Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos? Maybe I'll be doich Shabbos a little bit because of, the, of this inyan of making it in Yom Kippur. You're not allowed to. Shabbos takes precedence. It says the word Shabbosin. Shvus. Shvus means don't do melacha. Until now we learned Shvus is the Rabbanon. No, but when the Torah says Shvus, obviously I'm not talking about the Rabbanon. It means do not do melacha. Stop. Don't do melacha. In other words, it's a mitzvah I say to sit and not do anything. Don't do melacha. And lemai, ilay melacha. If it's coming to say don't do a melacha, voksiv loisasikom melacha. That I already know. You can't do lamates melachas. There's a loisasik. Elalav, akniras yarek. Very interesting gemara. Oh, maybe this whole word shvus is telling me that you're not allowed to do uh, peeling a vegetable is not an iser rice, It's not one of the lamates melachas. The word shvus shabbosin comes to tell you you're not allowed to do it. You have to take it easy. You're not allowed to do extracurricular activity like, like peeling vegetables. Shmamino. says, you're permitted. So we have a machloikis. What does Rabbi Yechon do with this word shvos? Rabbi Yechon has a big problem here. We proved it, that the word shvus means to peel vegetables. No, Rabbi is going to hold that the Torah is adding one step. You're over on two things. Anytime you do melacha, you're over on a loisase. And in addition to that, you're also over on say. You have to relax. The Torah is telling you a positive. Be in a relaxed mood. You should be relaxed. And if you peel a vegetable, then you're undoing that assay. The Vilna Goyen has a completely different gear say here, but we're not going to go into it. We have a proof, a b'risa, just like Rabbi Yechonon. The Vilna Goyen does a fuchal afuch, fine. It says, Mephorsh in the b'risa, you're allowed to. There's a beautiful line here. You've got to hear this line. You're allowed to peel the, break the, the nuts open and prepare those Pomegranates are very hard. You have to cut it like this. You don't want to get all dirty. You have to bang it on a pot. I in YouTube had to do it to get all the things out. From Mincha and on, you're allowed to start preparing. And here's the idea. I want you to be upset that it's Yom Kippur. They would prepare the cabbage. They would prepare the pumpkin. They would, I don't know, scratch the pumpkin, whatever it means. Listen to this, Maisa. In Rabbi's house, they would prepare the pumpkin. But Rabbi noticed that they didn't wait until Minchaktana. They started earlier in the day. Omar Luhu, he lied to them. It's an amazing thing. You can learn a lot from this story. Rabbi Yochanan, the one who just said that you're allowed to do Yarek on, on, on Yom Kippur, on Shabbos, on Yom Kippur that falls out on the Shabbos, he says, oh, a letter just came from Eretz Yisrael. By the way, I just read a letter. It says, Mefurish, the Osir. Rabbi Yochan says it's Osir. He lied to them. Because if he would have said, I hold that it's Osir, it's only Rabbah. Who cares? This is Rabbah. You, you understand what's going on here? Rabbah in his own house, his own wife didn't listen to him. Oh, but when it comes to Rabbi Yochanan, huh, Rabbah the Goladar says, that Rabbi Yochan the Goladar in Eretz Yisrael said, then 
By the way, uh, Noam, you better get your tillim ready. You're up again. I'm, I'm at home. You're ready. Okay, good. So, Mela, it's also, Rabbi said, don't forget what we discussed in the beginning of this year. If you have somebody that you don't talk to, you're with, a little bit of a fight, a little bit of that, make shalom. Let's fight fire with fire. Hadron Allah, Ve'iluk Shorim, Hadron Allah, Ve'iluk Shorim, Hadron Allah, Ve'iluk Shorim, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Oh, Rabbi Sai, don't forget, new Mesiftas, new art scrolls tomorrow. It's new Svarim, new Perik, new Svarim. Go, sorry. like in the good old days I'm here that's it I don't have to run to Shachris I got what I have literally a half an hour until Shachris starts here it's 8.30 Rabbi I'm on Zoom for, I'm not going to say I'm going to be here for a half an hour but maybe for 10 minutes Moshe, Moshe after Yishkoyach for the email. Yishkoyach, Yishkoyach, Reb Leader. Yishkoyach. Yishkoyach, Yishkoyach. So Reveli, you're saying I shouldn't go to Milchamayar today because I'm in the same situation as you. No, 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 you're not. You're not. No, the difference is I'm giving a shear without a mask. And I'm spitting everywhere. And, uh, you know, it, it's different. I have more of an achrayz.